The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. G'day, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perrow columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers Podcast. Always like to welcome a new, newish company to the podcast, and today we have one of those, Tambora Metals. Trades under the code TMB. Last sale price of 17.5 cents for a nice and tight market cap of $11.4 million. Only came to the market in August last year and has been pretty active on the ground, I must say, across uh, gold, battery metals uh, in WA, up there in the uh, Pilbara and also down in the uh, Julemar region of uh, north of, uh, well, 120Ks, all of, uh, on Perth's doorstep. Now, we have the executive chair with us today, Rita Brooks, who will bring us up to speed on the company and give us a feel for what to look out for as uh, it enters uh, what will be its, what, uh, 2023 will be its uh, two and a half years pretty much in existence. So it should be an interesting story. So with that, g'day, Rita. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Nice to talk to you, Barry. I mentioned it was a, a new company, but uh, I understand you've been around the industry for a while. But for those who don't know you, it'd be great if you can give investors a feel for a bit of a background on yourself. I started out 30 years ago in prospecting in Kalgoorlie and developed projects and researched historical old gold mines at the time and then developed into um, putting uh, projects together into listed vehicles to raise more money for drilling and then continued with in the 2000 uh, had a listed company and then um, picked up a couple of good projects uh, for historical gold in the Pilbara which was called Tambora Goldfield hence the name of Tambora Metals. Uh, And I see that you've just appointed a fairly high-flying MD. Tell us a bit about him. Yeah, we're delighted to uh, introduce uh, Paul Arruyo as the Managing Director and it's great to have some person with geological exploration expertise and uh, used to running a team and the corporate experience. So he's really started last week and he's already been out in the field at Julemar. So he's wasted no time in getting to know our projects. Uh, that's probably a good uh, point to start given it's on Perth's doorstep, Julemar North. Tell us about the uh, the group's ground position, and obviously it's an area, part of the world that was put on the map by Chalice with its Julemar discovery, one of the the biggest nickel, copper, palladium, uh, platinum discoveries. Uh, the world has seen in the last couple of decades. So just fill us in on the company's ground position in that part of the world and what you've been up to there. We are very excited at being the second largest landholder at Julemar North and we've acquired projects uh, since we listed as well. And we're 30 to 70 kilometres northeast of Chalice and Caspen resources are also on the east side of us as well. So a lot of our ground is Caravel resources have copper, molybdenum and some gold in near Wongan Hills and we've uh, we've uh, 
got a large tenement holding there. We've recently just uh, completed an MMT survey and that the magnetics will um, identify conductors and the preliminary data is very exciting. We should have that data through in the next two to three weeks when the interpretation's been completed and that will give us targets to uh, to identify and complete access. Just as the farmers are finished um, harvesting the wheat, we'll be uh, looking forward to getting on the ground in Q1 2023 to follow up on drill targets. Getting on with the farmers uh, seems to be key in that part of the world of, of being able to get on the ground. How would you describe the company's relationship with the farmers? Very interesting. We've had um, a, a long term of introduction and discussion and looking at particular areas. And in one um, area, uh, the um, farmer has um, been, he's got wheat fields, but he's also got a gravel pit. So we've been able to work in that area quite easily and he's been more than happy to give us access. So using that as an analogy, um, yeah, people are, are very interested. They, they want to know what is on their ground as well. And in particular, I note that Caspin have announced that even um, with their discoveries, they've found rhodium in uh, the platinum group and elements that they've um, sampled for. So they've gone back. So we'll be definitely including those PGEs because historically it was always considered that PGEs were not going to be, um, were not found in Australia uh, especially Western Australia. So you've got a number of uh, project areas within that greater area. Uh, with this MMT survey, did uh, did you pick up conductors uh, across the project areas or was it one project area in particular? Uh, no, in two of them we definitely have some conductors that we are going to follow up with, but until the results are delivered to us in final form, we won't know what those conductors are. So there is magnetite in the area. There's also ultramafics. So there's still work to be done. Uh, on the Wongan Hills um, to Gumaling side, then that that is also porphyries, which are good for copper and gold. So we've got quite a, a, a few target areas to work on. Yeah, because you mentioned the Caravel one there, which is a, a large scale, large volume, low grade, but I think it's uh, is it two or three million tonnes of contained copper. And a 25-year mine life, and they're going ahead. And that's people forget that this area is hosting two tier one mines. It's quite incredible that within this area, the potential for uh, further discovery um, is is quite uh, unique. Well, uh, you would find you've been you mentioned you're 30 years in the game, and uh, who would have thought uh, on the doorstep of Perth? I I agree. When I we were just going into COVID, and it um, in March they announced Chalice announced that discovery hole uh, with the high platinum. So it really I had never ever thought that you would I would go um, applying for ground two hundred kilometres out of Perth. So that's uh, Julema North. So, so something to look out for, uh, forward to. Obviously, as target generation gets going early next year, I guess, and potentially drilling at some stage. But let's uh, get up to the namesake area, uh, Tambora, an old gold field, but uh, a lot of lithium potential in that area too, of course. 
And I see that you have just recently confirmed uh, multiple multiple pegmatites at the uh, Russian Jack, which is uh, southeast of Nullagine. So in that broader Pilbara region, Russian Jack and Nullagine being East Pilbara, of course, and Tambra being uh, back over in the central area, how, how would you describe the, uh, the company's program at, at the moment in that part of the world? We've uh, developed our strategy to focus on lithium and it definitely is uh, for 2022. Um, it's it, the reason when you're exploring, we're looking for gold in an established gold field like Tambora with um, over 30 historical producing prospects and mines. However, Pilgangora is situated exactly right beside Kairos, which holds the iron stirrup and old gold mines in that area. So the analogy, uh, when we start looking at Tambora Goldfield, to start looking at pegmatites. And uh, so we've, we've commenced that exploration and that's why we took on a new project called Tambina, which is exactly further north but the same. It's, it uh, has some historical uh, low lithium but high rubidium or enough pathfinder elements to make it that it could be a target to look for lithium and then over at Russian Jack we acquired that project in started uh, I saw that area for it was the split rock super suite which is the granites that host the known lithium deposits uh, so Starting there, um, we've now acquired over 600 square kilometres, of which 300 square kilometres are prospective. And given that Pilgangora is only 17 kilometres in length, we've got a lot of target areas to work on. Just by the way, does anyone know who Russian Jack was? Yes, Yes, when I was speaking to the uh, the, the Palukus, the heritage group from that area, one lady from Margaret Marble Bar said, why did you call it Russian Jack? And I said, oh, well, there's a creek to the south that's called Russian Jack. She said, he was a no good bad man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, interesting. Now, um, I, I mentioned that, that you had had uh, a recent uh, field program of rock chip sampling and uh, collected at uh, the wonderfully named RJ101 Prospect, which is part of the broader Russian Jack. So what, what sort of results did, did you come from that? Initially, when we first did our reconnaissance uh, through uh, onto this site, um, several rock chips, one in particular was 1,400 lithium and the rubidium was quite high. So there's several lines of pegmatites running east-west and the the recent field trip, we announced the results this week. One, Some of the uh, pegmatites are 8 metres high and 500 metres in length. So these are substantial um, areas that we have to investigate and we're going to do a heritage survey first, an ethno survey in some of these areas and we're targeting areas where we've got a hyperspectral. Uh, for the last couple of months we've been um, working with geophysicists to develop hyperspectral spectral data and uh, we're ex anticipating getting that um, shortly. So that will highlight the short wavelength micas which are um, prospective areas for pegmatites. Do you have a feel for when that might, uh, investors are always impatient lot of course when it comes to uh, drill results, I was just wondering how this might work at you know, looking forward. I would say, um, well, yeah, we're, we're 
we'll go through the report and then we'll probably have um, be able to share some of that information by the end of the week. Uh, what about the gold? There's obviously uh, a lot of gold in that part of the world too now with uh, the heavy putting uh, uh, Pilbara gold on the map and we've got the new mine there by Kalidus or Kalidus, depending which part of town you find. Kalidus, yes, that's correct. And and the, the other interesting thing is when you've got gold um, and uh, the, the historical Tambora gold field, all those mines were um, by uh, individual nine nine-acre lots for old gold mining leases. So having that area consolidated and the old reports, uh, one ounce, obviously, a tonne of gold. So usually for every tonne, they would get an ounce. So when you're looking at 80 metres in depth, they wouldn't have been able to develop those areas and so any any lower grade gold is very attractive for us now so we're going to we did our first round of drilling in March and the results though they did take a while uh, confirmed some of the drilling that had been previously done so our next range is we there was one area called the Federal Mine which had never been drilled and that's since the 1890s. So we have several of these mines, one in particular is the World's Fair. They were some of the largest producers there and that's going to be our next target. Right. So there are these mines uh, in the or generally around the 1890s, were they? Yes, Yes, and you can use the old the old mapping is excellent, and the old reports from nineteen ten um, talk about the field trips going back there when there was only a few prospectors left. But there was a yeah, there was um, a battery, and there were several shops and quite a few people living there. But again, it was uh, broken up into nine hectare lots, so therefore. Uh, being able to consolidate it means that we can uh, take a broader view and actually drill uh, lengths of um, prospective material. Has there been much, uh, before you guys, much in terms of uh, modern-day exploration? As, um, no, the the area was um, held with small prospecting leases still and then at the time uh, there's massive granite which obviously is uh, hosting um, some of the pigmatites that some of our neighbours have got and we've probably got some too to, to be discovered. But uh, So the granites were always seen as an impediment but now since the hemi story, exactly, it's, uh, there's, there's no, we, shan't, we will be exploring in those areas too. Filling out the portfolio, there are some uh, other properties. Any worth, uh, any updates uh, that we need to know about on those? Well, we love that Chila is uh, over um, 70 kilometres in length. It's uh, on the same strike length as Paulson's, uh, which is owned by the Black Cat Syndicate, who recently announced visible gold in their new first drilling program back at Paulson's. So we're only 70 kilometres from there and we have the same Nandugadi fault. So the whole historic drilling was down to at 80 metres. So we've got a lot of uh, compiled information and areas to target. And our next stage is to clear a heritage area in the northwest and we, we've applied for drill um, permits there as well. And Paulson's, of course, was the gold mine, high grade gold mine that gave Northern Star its uh, start as uh, well, become Australia's second biggest gold producer. No longer at Paulson's, obviously, the Black Cat Syndicate's there. But, uh, yeah, okay. but when you think about it, there's 
900,000 ounces at Paulson's and there's Mount Olympus, 1.5 million ounces and to the south, just south east of Newman, on that same structure is Capricorn. So you've got nearly two, four, five million ounces on this structure. So the chances of uh, being diligent and getting into drilling on our part of that world is highly exciting. Okay, right, and the Capricorn mine, obviously, uh, Capricorn's probably the most successful gold explorer in the last, uh, gold producer in the last couple of years. Exactly, yeah. So that uh, Nanjugadi fault has, um, it's probably got some, some more gold left in it. And there's uh, one other I see here, Achilles. Yes, Achilles is north of, uh, it's north of Laverton, uh, north of Regis, which is gold country. So we've got uh, uh, gold prospect to the north, but the main thing is the Achilles uh, prospect itself for nickel, copper, PGEs. Uh, the, in in the last drilling and the magnetic surveys that were flown in 208 to 10, uh, nobody paid attention to PGE results. So when we go back drilling, we've got areas that we've targeted on magnetic highs that have not been drilled. So there we go, folks. A very interesting uh, portfolio across uh, the hotter than hot lithium and uh, gold, of course, which is making a big pro- uh, comeback price-wise. So read if I could, uh, get you to bring it all together for investors and just give them a feel for 2023 20, uh, is just around the corner. What should they be looking out for? I think we're looking out for our lithium portfolio to start more aggressive exploration, which means more boots on the ground and defining these uh, uh, sampling of these 500 metre length uh, pegmatites. We've got several locations that are untested and we can we definitely know from geological information that there are pegmatite swarms within the area that have never been tested. So that's about... 300 square kilometres. So that's going to be a very exciting uh, project to get working on. Further to the north of that, we do have the Nullagine um, project, which I haven't discussed because it hasn't been granted, but that will happen in the next uh, quarter. And then we've got the Tambora Gold and Lithium. So uh, it's a good analogy for that area. And uh, I think we'll be drilling back up at Tambora um, in the end of quarter one as well. So looking forward to the results from Russian Jack hyperspectral data and shortly thereafter we'll have the Julmar results from the, for the, to define the uh, EM conductors. And just finally, Reid, if I can ask, uh, given your uh, lengthy career in the industry, um, what, how would you describe your ex- there's obviously been points of uh, excitement over the years and disappointment along with the rest of us. But what's your excitement level uh, with the the industry now, particularly with this uh, lithium leg that's uh, arrived? Mining has such an important part and always has been. Uh, however, I think people in general now recognise the part that mining and the lithium nickel batteries will play in decarbonisation and it has been made it so successful in trying to get more work on the ground whereas previously for the last uh, 20 years it's always been a struggle to attract investment dollars. True and uh, I imagine if you uh, you're rocking up to a barbecue and people say what are you looking for and you say lithium you 
all of a sudden the miners are in the, uh, the good camp because it's uh, all about decarbonisation, isn't it? Exactly. And the same with the critical, the whole critical minerals group. It does have an important part to play and we always have, but uh, I think the sentiment has changed for the better and that's great. Okay, Rita, well, thanks for that. That was a great rundown on the company. Uh, 2023 looks like it's going to be an exciting year for the company so we'll be watching with interest and wish you all the uh, the best of luck with it all thank you very much for your time barry cheers bye